Hello and welcome to another episode of our Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. And today we talk with a good buddy of mine, Matt Oviatt. Matt is a successful real estate investor, but we don't talk about real estate this time. We talk about goal setting. Uh, Matt's a family man. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's a husband. He's all these things. And we talk about how to set goals in each of these facets of your life. Uh, and how to achieve those. Uh, Matt shares some great tips with us, and this is a perfect thing you need to listen to uh, for this upcoming year. And, you know, let's let's grab 2021 by the horns. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done! All right, hello everyone. Uh, today we're meeting with Matt Oviatt. Matt is a extremely successful person. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Heck yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. Uh, the, the episode today, what we want to focus on specifically is about goal setting. Uh, you and I know each other from back when I was living in Utah, and I remember yep. one time uh, I was doing a Sunday school lesson about goal setting with some young men, and uh, you and I were just kind of feeding off each other, and you were like, yeah, this is a huge process of mine, and I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to talk to him more about that, and I never actually got a chance to talk to you more about uh, how you do your yearly goal setting, and I know uh, that you're an entrepreneur. Uh, you don't run your own business, yep. and so goal yep. setting is extremely important, and you're a very driven person. So uh, maybe let's start off with that. Can you just talk about how important goal setting is to you and, and what that means? Yeah, yeah, I definitely can. Um, I attribute a lot of my success to goal setting. I'll start out by saying that. I think um, – the people that do really well in life, and I'm not just talking about financially, uh, overall, are people that set goals. So to me, and, and we can get more into details on that, but uh, to answer your question, uh, hugely important for me. So for you, you run your own uh, real estate business. Last I remember, I do. you did uh, a wholesaling business. Is that still the case? Or have you expanded that to a variety of things? So there's, there's three parts to my business. So I, I buy and hold real estate and I fix and flip real estate. And I also wholesale real estate. So, um, and of course I've got goals within my company. Everybody on my team has goals. I've got my personal goals outside of the company. I've got family goals. Um, but yeah, goal setting, it's a big part of my real estate operation as well. So do you typically, for me personally, at the end of the year, that's kind of when I do my goal setting, uh, just around mm -hmm. the new year. Uh, I try to plan everything out and I say, okay, the, what, this new year I want to accomplish these things. Is that what you, do you usually do that the year end or do you do it like every six months or how do you do that for your business and for your personal goals? So I typically do the majority of my goal setting between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, just because that's kind of a time where business slows down. Naturally, I'm taking some time off. It's kind of a good chance to reflect on on the past 12 months. And it's just kind of a natural 
transition break for me to do that. But then I also do quarterly goal setting as well, uh, but not to the extent that I do it at the at year end or, or, or year beginning. Yeah, I think that's that, that's. I think goals are, are are so important in kind of what we do and just of accomplishing the tasks that we want to do. Whether they're you know we could talk about maybe small goals or large goals or whatever else. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people. It's interesting. I hear this a lot, and um, you know I, I've always liked goals and some of the goals I hit. Some goals I I need to to, to reanalyze and, and reconfigure and and then hit those later. But you know I hear a lot of people say, well I just I'm not going to set any goals because then if I don't achieve them, then I don't feel bad. <laughs> totally. Like we all feel guilt, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I was kind of thinking about that the other day and it was just like, you know, I can understand that, but at the same point, it's almost, uh, I would, you'd almost feel more bad if you didn't try. Um, you know, even if you fall short of a goal, it, it, it's so much yeah. better. You would have accomplished so much more than just saying, well, eh, you know, I'm not even going to try or I'm not even going to kind of set my, my aim on the horizon or whatever else it may be. So I just, I just kind of thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. You could just set absolutely no expectations for yourself and not be disappointed. Like, I guess. Right. I mean, that's, that's one way to go about it. Um, where's the, but, where's the growth with that though? Yeah. Like, and, and where's where's your life at too right i mean you, you see a lot of people i think this is one of the worst one of the most difficult things for people to overcome is it's really easy to just be content and to just be complacent you know where you just kind of have enough and you're getting by and things are things are fine um, but you don't push yourself and and like you said try to try to grow uh, for, for me that's that's really important to me is, is that I continue to, to grow. You know, it's not so much more about, you know, financial achievement anymore is just personal growth. I want the challenge. I want the growth that comes along, along with challenges. Yeah. I think maybe let's, maybe let's dive more into uh, your personal, when you personally set your goals in that almost as it's like a lost week, the week between Christmas and New Year's is kind of just, it goes by so fast and almost everybody's on vacation. Yeah. So I feel like that's the yeah. perfect time to do those things. I wanted to understand how you categorize your goals. Like, um, do you break them down into categories and then make sub goals under that? What's your process as far as, as doing that for your personal goals? I do. Yeah. And, and Jared, if you don't mind, um, one thing to kind of, lead this off with I think that would be beneficial for me as yeah. a reminder for me because I was just kind of reviewing this but for for listeners as well is there was a a book written um the guy's name is uh, Mark McCormack and it's called what they didn't teach you at Harvard Business School have you guys heard of this I think I have heard of this I think I actually thumbed through that book once uh, yeah I've heard of that book Okay, so Jared, me, and me and you may have talked about this previously too, but he does a study in there. So there was a study that was conducted in 1979 with, with, with Harvard Business School graduates. It was a 10-year study. And at the time, in 1979, they asked the graduating class, they said, who has specific goals written down? And 84% of the graduating class did not have 
goals, either written or unwritten. 13% had goals that were not written, and 3% had written goals that were clearly defined. So then they did a follow-up study 10 years later in 1989. And in 1989, they found that the 13% that had goals were earning on average twice as much as the 84% that didn't have goals. Wow. Right. Twice as much. Right. But the remarkable part about this study is the 3% earned 10 times as much as the remaining 97% combined. Like combined. Oh, wow. That's wow. crazy, right? That is crazy. Yeah. That had, that had goals and written goals. They had goals that were clearly defined and written down. And, and that's the key part to it is that your goals have to be written down. You know, because there's, there's kind of this, to me, it's kind of this uh, ethereal concept with goals, right? Where you've got this creative part of your brain where you think, you know, I've got these goals and here's what I want to accomplish. But then you've got the right or, or the, the left side of your brain that is, how do I actually execute it? And what happens is, and, and this is, and I, I should start by saying this too. I'm no goal expert, but, but I know what goals have done for me. And so I feel like I can speak to some degree, um, you know, as the, the efficacy of goal setting. So my personal belief with goal setting is that when you take the time to write a goal out, it engages the left side or the conscious side of your brain, which then tells you, it helps your brain to identify opportunities that then help you to reach those goals. It's not just this kind of loose concept idea that floats around, but once you actually take the time and put pen to paper and write it out, then it goes into your conscious and then subconscious mind and now that it's engaging your your whole brain now i think we naturally tend to just work on those goals whether or not we're actively engaged thinking about them or not yeah matt on that topic i just wanted to we we had a podcast a couple weeks ago where we met with a guy uh his name was stan and he gave us a great tip uh, that maybe you do this or maybe maybe this will be a great tip for you. But he yeah. said that what he does is he gets like his top five or so goals, overarching goals, and he writes them down every single day in a journal. The same five goals every single day just to keep those at the top of mind. And, and like you said, the power of writing something down, he does that every every single day, the same ones, so that he starts his day with those in mind. Have you ever heard about doing that or, or done that? I actually do that. Yeah, so I have my different categories of goals, and I I write them out. So you write out so, all of your goals for all of your categories uh, every day. Yeah, like actually, how many? I, how many I, is that? So, so I I do two different things. So I actually write down my affirmations, and I write down goals as well. So this is I didn't print out my my goals, but this is for for last year. So this is my like affirmation. I'll just kind of show you so you can see it. But okay. I, yeah, there's there's 18 of them here, and what I do with that is each one is partially printed out, so that it is just just for just for saving my 
myself the time of writing out 18 of them each day. Yeah. And then I just fill in the rest. So, um, so my first one is I am an excellent is printed. And then I actually write out father, um, husband, um, brother, um, son, um, uncle, you know, I, yeah. I, I write out, yeah. I kind of, kind of fill in the rest of those yeah. things. So that's really cool. Like, um, that's that's a unique piece that uh, I think is something that I've kind of asked around a little bit about is about those affirmations and you kind of have and you're the way that you do it is you don't just like look at yourself in the mirror and say you know off a list but you actually write down those things every single day and you feel like that's more impactful as to just opposed to listening to a you know listening to like a YouTube video that has affirmations or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, which so I actually have goals on my mirror as well, um, and I actually that to just listen to affirmations is also hugely beneficial. You know what we the things that we think about most of the time come true, right? The things that we tell ourselves come true, um, and it's again it's kind of this goal setting, and I would say affirmations as well. It's kind of this unicorn concept right but what you tell yourself and what you believe like manifest we know that right like it yeah it comes true uh we know that we we become what we think about most of the time you know i think anyone that's in the personal development world that you know tries to to grow and 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 you know reads and and looks into this stuff it's pretty well established that we become what we think about most of the time and you know, affirmation definitely has a big part of that. Yeah. Me, you know, so. Yeah. As a, as a man thinketh, so is he, you know, I think it's just important 100%, to, to, to ha- have the right, have yeah. the right mindset positivity. I think it plays a huge part in, 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 in everything that we do. So, uh, kind of, kind of getting to, I had a question. I wanted your opinion on maybe like goal saturation, right? I mean, I could sit down okay. for an hour and I could write like, 600 goals of things that I have everything from, you know, I want to take a shower today to, I want to, you know, do something before I retire. Um, what would your suggestion and your experience be in, in, in writing and achieving some of these goals? How much do, do, uh, should, should a person write down, you know, is it, you know, five goals a day about a certain thing or, um, you know, how much is, is too much to, to concentrate on? So I've read and I've followed that it's between 15 and 20. Um, however, you could take one goal and have like several like subtopics underneath that goal to where it could be much longer than 20. You know, um, if we were to include, I'm going to brush my teeth today, then probably have quite a few. You know, and, and well, of I course, feel like that's more of like a to do list obviously. thing. I that's, feel like that's, that's more of a to-do that's list. That's true. Yeah. And those are different. Right. Like a to-do list is different than like a, a long-term goal. So if like if I have a long-term goal yep. of say being financially independent from a from a from a corporation, then I can yep. have several sub goals to say, okay, well, what does that mean? That means I need to get this side hustle going, and I need to get this side hustle uh, going in this direction, and, and like you can have several sub goals beneath that. Totally. Yeah. So. So I have um, I have five different categories of goals, um, and those categories I'll just kind of tell you what they are. We can yeah um, keep going from there. So spiritual, 
intellectual, um, physical, business, and then social and family or relationship. So th- those are my five categories, and then I have goals within each one. I'm a like you mentioned, Jared. I'm a I'm an entrepreneurial person. It's really easy for me to set business goals just because I'm naturally thinking about that stuff already. And I, I like thinking about that stuff already. It's actually harder for me to set some of the social and family goals or spiritual goals. Physical goals are, are more natural for me too. Um, but I feel like to become a well-rounded person and to grow in all parts of your life, it just makes sense to have goals in all parts of your life, not just be one dimensional. Yeah. So do you try to hit one of those things every day or is it like, you know, when you plan out, I'm assuming since you're a very goal oriented person, what you do is at the beginning of every week, you sit down with your wife, especially having as many kids as you have. uh, And you're like, Hey, what's the schedule for this week? And what is on your schedule? What's on my schedule? And at that time you also plan out what the goals are for that week. And you try to hit on each one of your, your categories. Is that correct? Or how do you do that? So it's actually not collaborative with my wife and I on that front. Um, so fortunately for me, she does a really good job of keeping track of schedule and events that are family related. Um, in fact, I joke with people all the time. They're like, Hey, do you want to, do you guys want to go out tonight? Like, you know what? I would love to, and let me get back to you, but I got to call my call first. Cause I've been known to schedule something and she's like, Oh no, it's our, anniversary i mean it's like some big event that's been no you would never miss your anniversary (laughs) exactly yeah so um so that's not quite how we do it um but i i review my own goals on a weekly basis i also write in i write in my journal once a week as well I, i don't necessarily journal goals but that's kind of part of my weekly decompression if you will what, um, what do you write in your, is, it, is it kind of like a writing your history type of a thing or is it writing what you want or what is it that you write in your journal um so it's not that structured it's just uh maybe something that happened this week that uh was really cool or fun or maybe it's something i'm i'm grateful for um maybe it's something that moved me uh, maybe it's something like a a movie that I watched that I, you know, really touched me or just anything. I also, I have a, a photo printer as well, but I also print off photos that I insert into my journal. I also save a, a file, um, a digital file as well, but just to kind of document things. I don't know how you guys are, but I think back yeah. to like what I did last week and I'm like, man, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what I did yesterday, you know, let alone six months ago. And if I document it, at least I feel like, Hey, I'm at least I'm kind of remembering what I've been doing and where I've been. It's, it's cool having that stuff to, to look back on personally, but it's also cool having that stuff to where maybe one day your kids can look back on and they can see something like that and kind of read through and, and they're just really kind of cool. Totally. Yeah, so about a week ago, I was reviewing one of my journals, just reading through it. Um, my wife and I were actually in Florida. I think I told you, Jared. But yeah. Just by the pool, reading my journal, looking at pictures, and it's moving, man. Like it, it makes you realize that. Makes me realize that I have a lot to be grateful for. Like there's a, just a lot of a lot of good that we all have in our lives, and when we document them and document them well, or probably not very well in my case, but it just makes you feel, feel grateful for what you have. Yeah. 
Totally. When I was thinking about what you were talking about with the categories, and I wanted to uh, yeah. I wanted to mention something that uh, I I had been looking at. Have you ever heard of the RPM method? This is a Tony Robbins thing. I have not. I, so, I really like Tony Robbins, but I'm not familiar with RPM. Yeah, so he has a uh, it's called the RPM method, and what's, what he calls it uh, is a results focused, purpose driven, and then a massive action plan. So what it, it has basically three steps. The first one is, and this is about making goals. It's what do I really want? Uh, so you have to have a result uh, that you're totally focused on because whatever you're focused on, you will continually get to. Uh, so that's the first step is what is the result that you want? And then you okay. think about next, what's my purpose? Uh, so he says, know your purpose, that, and that will move you emotionally. Whichever emotions we use are going to determine what we do. Uh, if apathy is your emotion, you're basically going to just ignore things. You're not going to do everything. So he, he talks about putting... Uh, emotional uh, power behind that. So the third one is, what do I need to do? So this is what he calls your massive action plan. And this is where he says, when you write all of your actions, you may decide some of are important and other more some are more important than others. And he says that you will decide that some aren't necessary. He actually talks about this and he calls it chunking, but basically creating okay. moving your goals into different categorical buckets, so, which is something that I've done and something that sounds like you do already. But really how he talks about it is creating, starting with the result, like what result do you want? And then creating emotionally, creating uh, those statements that are um, about what's your purposes uh, that are emotionally charged uh, so that it will kind of motivate you to get there. So it's like if you want to yep. lose weight, the result is I want to lose 15 pounds. And like what would that, that uh, the reason why, your reason there would be, well, I want to be able to fit into my jeans comfortably. <laughs> and then what do I need to do is well, I need to go to the gym at least four days a week. Or if the gym isn't open, I need to work. I need to run around my neighborhood four days a week. So that's kind of how he his system of goal setting. And I feel like that was kind of kind of cool just to how to. And I like the part about how using that emotional language to help you. And then also having those reasons there. So you say, this is why I'm doing this. So you're continually reminded of why you're going towards that goal. Uh, as opposed to just having a goal uh, on your thing that says, I need to do this. So totally. That's good, man. You know, we're, we are emotional creatures, no doubt. And the more that you can make your why or your, your purpose in, in this RPM method you're talking about, the more that you can make it emotional, naturally, the more effective it's going to be. I mean, if, if you want to live, lose 15 pounds, cause you want to fit in, pair of pants like that's one thing but if you want to live lose 15 pounds because you want to be able to play with your kids then that's a lot more emotional right oh, yeah. if you're grossly overweight and now you want to lose you know enough weight to be able to do things to spend time with those that you love now you've got the emotional hook that's going to help you get to that goal achievement there's a <clears throat> there's a quote that I really like that says information without emotion is forgotten, and um, yeah. you know that that can be anything as far as like if you're you're studying something or maybe something spiritual or studying something in school if you can tie an emotion to it then it'll stick I think the same thing goes for like what we're talking about with goals that's why storytelling is so important when you're trying to do a sale like when you're selling storytelling is so important because it. it brings emotion to a fact or to something. So people don't remember facts and figures, but they remember stories. 
And if you're ever trying to sell something, Matt, I'm totally. sure you could. <laughs> I'm sure you have lots of experience doing this, but that's what really sticks in people's minds because it brings that emotion. Totally. So, totally agree. So we've talked about um, our goals. We've talked about some different categories. We've talked about timing and, and maybe some different suggestions on how to write down those goals or to uh, you know think about them in an emotional way. What mm-hmm. are some of the biggest roadblocks that maybe you have come across personally or that you have seen with your team um, that people have in, in accomplishing their goals and, and, and how do they, how, how have you helped them or how have you seen them overcome those roadblocks? Yeah. So if you are not having trouble achieving goals, then you're somehow like some kind of a freak of nature, right? Or your goals are too easy. Yeah, or you're just setting them wrong, right? Um, but to set goals that you've got to set goals that you know based on things that you really want, not based on how achievable they may seem to you. You've got to set goals on what you want, like if it's if it's reasonable or unreasonable. That that that's I, to me that's kind of the the first part of it is you've got to set goals that are gonna stretch you and help you to become the person that you want to become. I like that. I like, I really like that. What you just said about setting goals that are what you want, not what's you think is feasible. Cause I'm a very analytical person and sometimes I'll think like, well, is this an, you know, when thinking about budgets or, you know, in the realm of finance, you think, well, is that even feasible? Or, you know, I have a master's degree in data science. I'm like, is that statistically even possible? And so I just run the numbers in my head and, and I think more about, is it feasible? as opposed to, is this something that I want to achieve? Uh, so that's very good. I yeah. like that a lot. hundred percent. So as far as like when you run into roadblocks and what to do about it, it's not a matter of if, it's just when. Like you're going to run into roadblocks and you're going to, you're not going to achieve goals by deadlines and um, you're going to get discouraged and it's frustrating the key for me is you just have to stay consistent with it because, and I'm guilty of this, um, but I I think we all are, is we grossly overestimate what we can do in in short term, call it one year, but we grossly underestimate what we can do in long term, call it five years. So if you just keep at it and you just keep resetting, you're going to get there. You just have to stick with it. So for me, if I set a goal that I, excuse me. So a goal, first of all, is a clear idea or an accomplishment with a deadline, right? It can't just be a goal with no deadline. It's got to be a goal and a, a, a time frame on when you're going to achieve it. If I find that I'm not achieving that or I'm achieving beyond that, then I reset goals at the quarter mark. So that's why I actually reassess each quarter. So a really good example of that is for my company, we had uh, we had some revenue and some net profit goals for this year. Halfway through the year, we knew we were going to blow way through them. So, and we actually did. So our, uh, we had a, we call it real revenue. We had a real revenue goal to reach $3 million. Well, in 2019, we had a goal of $2 million and we came up just short of that. But halfway through this year, I knew that we were going to exceed way beyond 3 million. So 
we reset goals in 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 June, um, and we actually exceeded that goal too. But That's for great. us to just well, leave that goal yeah. alone would be, you know then we just coast for the rest of the year because we know we're going to achieve it like that's stupid right but yeah. but but the reverse is also true if you're if you're just not getting the traction that you need and you're just not quite getting there then reset it you know like lower the lower the the bar and you know give yourself some more time to to achieve the goal i, I mean i shouldn't say lower the bar, bar but you've got to you've got to manage um your own ability to it to a certain point right it can't be so unrealistic but you want it to be stretched yeah you take maybe take a chunk out of it and, and or break it up and say okay well break it maybe, up but at this point you want to be you know this far and then we'll see you know instead of just having this massive goal that's all the way out there at the end of the year one, one question totally. and i think yeah. go oh, ahead sorry jerry go ahead no you go ahead then i'll ask my question well on that point Ethan, i was just going to say that it's really critical too, I think, to have your big goal with with smaller actionable subtasks as well, because those are the things that are going to help you achieve your big goal. You can't just have like a big goal with no real roadmap on how you're going to get there. You've got to have all those subtasks outlined as well. So, for that one, like for what you just said, for some things, I can see that that's easy to do. Uh, but other things like say like a family goal, like I want to be a, a great father to my kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know, but Matt, we've actually had my, my fourth boy now. So I have four boys and, uh, we've got a, a lot of boys around my house uh, we just had our, our fourth. It was actually one month ago now. So, uh, Congrats, I, man. Know, That's one, of my, awesome. one of my goals is to be a great father's, but how do you actually measure that? Like you talked about your girls have to be measured and they have to have timeline. How do I measure that? I mean, you know, I need to do special, I, like some of the things I want to do is like, uh, spend special time with each one of the kids, you know, every month, uh, individually, and then, you know, do different things, but that doesn't really have a timeline. I mean, uh, how do you measure that personally? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So, and I, I think you, you partially answered it even too. So for me, it would be what makes a great father because that's one of my goals as well i want to be a great dad and probably one of my most important goals is husband and dad and like who i am as a family member so the question then is how do you how do you measure that in your own mind like when you say i want to be a great dad what does that mean so to me it would mean that and i have some sub goals with that of my own and and a couple of those are when I'm with my kids, I try really, really hard to be present. I think some people want to be a great dad, but then they're home from work and they're on their phone and they're posting on social media or they're taking work calls or checking emails. Well, you know, to me, that's, that's not what I want to be. I want to be present. I want to be engaged and I want to be plugged in when I'm, when I'm hanging out with my family. So, so that's one of my subtasks is that I'm present and engage with my family when I'm with them. You know, who said, uh, wherever you are, it was uh, Jim Rohn. He said, wherever you are, be there. You know, when, when you're with, when I'm in, you know, talking to you guys, hanging out with you guys, I don't want to be like checking my phone, answering texts. I want to be with you guys. I want to be engaged with you, right? Same yeah. goes for my family. Like when I'm with my family, I don't want to be 
chatting with you. I mean, no offense. Yeah, but no, I don't want to yeah. be talking to anybody else, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, totally. that's just what it is. So, so that's kind of a, a, a kind of a sub subtask, if you will. But another one is I try to go on. My wife and I both try to go on dates with one of our kids every month, um, just to spend time with them and focus on them. Um, I take my kids to lunch on Saturdays, um, on uh, at least twice a month. Um, so there's, I think there are different sort of benchmarks, although being a great dad is super ambiguous Yeah, and break it down into smaller subtasks that can help you get there. Yeah. And I think by, by breaking it up, maybe saying quarterly or twice a month or doing this activity once a month or like something like that, it, it it'll allow, uh, you to have those time frames. Yeah. You know, I actually heard, uh, on a, on a, podcast this is a while back and I don't remember what podcast it was or who the interviewee was but um the guy asked the guest he said define success like what's your version of success and his answer was my version of success is that my adult children want to hang out with me it's like man that's that's good stuff right like if your kids want to hang out with you when they're adults you've done a lot right yeah that's interesting that's a good one yeah, I like that. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about um, you know I know we talked about writing goals down and, and some of the different strategies you have. Do you have a a morning routine that you typically follow that incorporates these? And, and would you be willing to to share that with us? I do. Yeah. So um, again, so every year I kind of reassess, right? Um, if I'm being totally honest too, I kind of get burned out with goal setting and routines. Like it's kind of robotic even. It just kind of gets boring. So I try to change it up a little bit um, from from year to year, especially. So this is kind of my week now where I'm going to evaluate what my goals are for 2021 and, and what my routine is going to be in um, I, I'm going to modify it some from what I've done in years past, but my morning routine now, it's going to be about an hour. And, um, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to go to my office. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my, write out my affirmations. I'm going to write out my goals. I'm going to read scriptures for 15 minutes and I'm going to read an educational type of book for 15 minutes and that's it so what about, what about do you work out when when do you work out i know you said that physical is is a part of your i work you... out in the evenings after work actually is when i do that oh, okay yeah so it's 4 30 or, or 5 um i'll go hit the gym yeah I'm, I'm actually you know ethan and i have actually talked about uh we actually our next podcast i think after this one or or, or, or soon thereafter, we actually talk about a, a challenge that we're going to challenge our listeners to that, that's something very similar to that. And just establishing a routine and a cadence uh, where you're hitting on all these things. So um, that's, yeah. that's excellent. That's uh that's good. So you just get up, get ready. What time do you, what time do you get up in the morning? So right now I get up at about seven in years past. I've done about six, um, but for 2021, it's going to be seven o'clock. That's not too bad. That's not too early. 
Yeah, I'm no, a I, I I like to work out in the evenings too. Like I, for some reason, I just can't. I mean, I'm a night person. I just can't get up and go in and like go for a run at five o'clock in the morning. It's just so hard for me. So I'm like, hey, I'd prefer to yeah. do it at eleven o'clock at night, and then you know tire myself out right before I go to bed, and then do it at at eight o'clock or, or four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. So, so I'm the opposite. Yeah, that's. And you do a first thing, Jared? Yeah, I like to work out first thing in the morning, just that fasted workout I like to get in. And then, uh, heck, at one point, when I was living in Utah, and I was, uh, I just had so many yeah, things I'm going getting, on. Uh, I was, I was waking I'm up getting at... this kind of a Zoom. Oh. Sorry, Jared, I'm getting a Zoom slowdown. We're getting a little bit of a hesitation on the audio feed. Are you guys getting that? Okay. Are you guys good? Uh, I think we're, I can hear you good. Can you hear us all okay, right? I've actually, I've actually got you back now. Yeah, okay. you were kind of freezing up with that last uh, comment you were making oh, there, Jared. I was just saying that uh, when I was living in Utah, I was at one point waking up at 4.30, going to the gym, and then I would get back, do some of my stuff that I was doing. And then I was at the time, I was actually doing a master's program. So then I'd get two hours of studying in before I went to work in the morning. And I'd leave for work at like, you know, maybe 6 or 7 o'clock. And then yeah. in the evening, I was just doing schoolwork until sometimes 12 o'clock and then go to bed, wake up the next same thing the next day. But that was, that was when I had a, a extremely a lot going on, but, uh, that's a good way to burn yourself out. <laughs> well, when you're doing, when you're working and then doing your masters at the same time, you gotta, you gotta burn the candle from both ends. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. That's the good thing about it too, though, you know, is just whatever works for you, however you design your life, um, you know, you can just build around, what works well for you, Ethan, if, you know, evening late at night is that's your, that's your hour to go hit it. And you know, you're going to do it consistently then, then by all means, man, do it. Then most people that I know that do it on a consistent basis, they're, they're morning, early morning, even I've never really been able to part of that for me though, is I want to be with my family in the morning, which kind of goes back to being the, the dad and husband that I want to be. Um, and then of course the, the morning um, routine, morning hour, you know, is, is part of that too. But that's, for me, it's, it's evening and, um, you know, the beauty of it is we can create our own. So whatever works. Yeah. Matt, I know that one thing I wanted to ask you about, you, last week you said you were in Florida with your wife on a mastermind yeah. uh, week yeah. or, or, or a couple days. Uh, I, I've been curious, I've, I've heard a lot about masterminds from a lot of different folks. I want to hear from you uh, how that has benefited you. And maybe you can just start off explaining to those who don't know what that is. Maybe what is a mastermind and how has it blessed you in your life? Yeah. So a mastermind is a group of people that meet together that go over ideas, typically business related ideas. So there's you'll see masterminds or you'll be able to find masterminds for anyone out there that's in a specific industry. If you own a, a certain type of business, there's probably a mastermind that you can join. So again, I'm, I'm a real estate professional. I own a real estate investment business. Um, so I am in a mastermind with other investors that are all over the country um, in, in every state. We get together once a quarter. Uh, the thing that I really, really like about uh, the particular mastermind that I'm in is it's really well run. There's great people in it. Um, and there's, there's people that are all over the country. So um, part of a mastermind is that you 
share concepts and things that are working well in your business with the group. Now, if I had just a local mastermind in Salt Lake and I had 20 other guys that compete with me, it's going to be really hard to share ideas that are working well. Cause they're going <laughs> yeah, to get, exactly. you don't want to give off, away the right? secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But in a, in a nationwide mastermind group, I might hear from a guy that's in Atlanta doing some kind of a marketing tactic that I've never heard of before. I might be able to implement that and use it in my backyard. Same thing goes, I might give a presentation on something that's working well for me and a guy out of, you know, North Carolina starts using it. Right. So uh, just kind of the, the collaborative feel of a mastermind and, and to be able to get the, the really good, cutting edge ideas to implement is, I mean, it just shortens the, the learning curve. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like, you know, that is what entrepreneurs just going, getting together and rubbing shoulders and saying, Hey, you know, what is, what are you doing? How's it working? Let me tell you what I'm doing. How's it working? I mean, they do actually do that same thing in like the professional world where they have conferences and everybody comes in and talks about what they're doing. Uh, you know, in some, in some sense, uh, to just improve each other altogether. So, uh, I, I like that idea. Yeah. And it does. It's it's hugely beneficial. It's so for the mastermind that I'm in, it costs uh, twenty twenty five grand a year is what they're selling memberships at now. Really? Um, so it's a it's it's a big it's a big investment to be a part. I mean that's travel and hotel stay and all that you know is is on top of that. But um, how many people are in it? I, there's about a hundred and fifty in the group that I'm in. Oh wow. Yeah. So, but the, for me, the, the benefit I get out of it is, I don't know how many times multiplier from what my yearly spend is, but it's, it's way, way, way beyond that. I, I know, I know that much. That's excellent. I, I do have one more question for you. Um, recently, I, I've heard a lot about, you know, with your goal setting, there's a a huge industry out there that's personal coaches, uh, life coaches, uh, this kind of a thing. Uh, I've talked to people who just absolutely say everybody needs a life coach and that's really going to help you strive to get your goals. Have you ever done that or, or what is your thoughts on that? So I totally agree. And I've actually tried a couple of different coaches. I haven't been able to find one yet. That's a, that's a, um, that's a good fit for me. Uh, it might be the best way to say it. Um, there's, and, and not necessarily just a, a, a life coach. Um, what I've looked at in the past are business coaches. It's very, very hard to find a business coach that's high enough, uh, that's a high enough level for what I do that can add enough value yeah. for, for what I'm doing. You know, if you're earning 10 or 20 times income as a coach, then that's a problem, right? Like how can they guide you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. I, I totally agree. And actually, Jared, that's something that I've, um, that's something that I've looked into in the past. Like I said, I've, I've engaged some and paid some and gone down that road. Um, but man, if I could find the right coach, I would, uh, I would jump at it. Have you ever, um, coached anyone yourself kind of been, I mean, you have a lot of experience, especially in the real estate world. Have you ever kind of been a guru yourself to somebody else who's wanting to get into the industry or anything like that? So on a very small scale and just for free, I have, you know, people have asked me how to do this and that. And, um, 
I'm a person that really genuinely likes to help people. Um, and I really like to see people do well. So for me, that's something that I get very, very easily sucked into. Um, cause I, I like to talk about real estate. First of all, I love to help people. So it's very natural for me to do that. I haven't gone into, and I've got a lot of friends that are in the education coaching space I mean, a bunch of them in that mastermind. That's, that's what they do. Um, I've thought about it, but for me, I just haven't gone down that road because of the power of focus for me. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing in my space. There's a saying you can go, you can go one mile wide and one inch deep, or you can go, um, one one inch deep and sorry I one inch that. wide and a mile deep yeah exactly yeah <laughs> thank you Ethan yeah thank you so so for me that's been it as I'm just trying to focus and become really really good at what I do and I'm not trying to do five things at once so that's why I haven't done it that's good and, and I you know I just that's what I was telling Ethan I was like this guy's a great guy it's gonna be a great conversation because I, I just know that that's the kind of person you are just a very generous person with your time and and uh, willing to help out those, and and I I would love to hear more about uh, your real estate stuff, and I think maybe we'll do that in another podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say you should uh, be expecting a call from Jared and I about some real estate questions. <laughs> maybe a little bit more down hey, the road. We'll give you a man. break. <laughs> no, do it, man. I I love to I love to talk to you guys more about that, and if there's any way I could help with that, then I would be I'd be totally happy to to do what I can. Yeah. Uh, that's great. We appreciate that. Well, we're kind of a, a, almost about time here, but we want to make sure we get, leave room at the end here for an important part, which is uh, we want to hear a little bit of your creed. So a creed is a set of beliefs uh, that guide or aims uh, someone's actions. And we just talked about our goal setting. So behind all those goals, uh, there's a creed. And we were wondering if you could share part of that creed uh, or maybe a quote or something with us that, uh, that drives you. Yeah, sure. So for me, the time is, is precious and we all have a limited amount of time. Even if we live a long, long life, time is going to seem short when it gets there. Right. Um, Matt Ovi, it's only going to walk on this planet one time. So for me, it is how can I impact, um, positively impact those around me while I'm here, uh, and there's there's no there's no time to waste in doing that. Like it's so easy to be well intentioned and to think about things and want to do things and kind of dream about tomorrow, but today's the day to to make the impact. I I really like that. Just making the most out of out of every second. Um, you know, I think it's important. And, and I love what you said about having a positive impact on other people and, and basically on the world around us. Um, you know, if, if someone can utilize their time to, um, to make others around them, whether it's family or coworkers or, or just random people make their life better or happier. I think that in itself will influence their own life and, 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 and increase the, the joy that someone feels on, on a daily basis. And something I like about what you said and that kind of strikes me is that that's a very selfless um, 
approach, and I and I really admire that. You know, a lot of times you see in the entrepreneur community or on Instagram where these guys are trying to get rich just because they're trying to flex and they want to be this big boss guy and you know and flash all their money around and and having the approach that like you know my creed is to help other people and to to make an impact while I'm on this earth. I think that's such a uh, a, a faithful approach and a, and a humble approach to life. And I, I do admire that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That's uh, way nice. You guys, the, one of the goals that I actually have for our company um, uh, is that we do, we call them impact moments. So every year we're going to execute five impact moments um, as, as a, as a company and those impact moments, they, they, totally vary based on, um, you know, a, a need that we hear about from an individual or from a group. Um, yesterday, we, we just executed our, our fifth impact moment for the year. And we did, uh, we provided Christmas for, for nine kids. And we got our, the whole office and our whole team was involved in that. We had a breakdown list of what we're going to get for each kid and people volunteered for, you know, to buy this and that for, for each child. And, um, you know, it's, we have, there's opportunities all around us uh, to serve and to, to impact people positively. Um, and it's just a matter of making it a priority and doing it and, and uh, making it a goal and writing it down and making sure it happens. Right. That's right. <laughs> Be part of the 3%, <laughs> the 3%. Yeah, Seriously that's right. though. But it, 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 it's also a choice, right? Like, do you want to be the 3% or do you want to be the 84%? Like it's, it's up to you and I and every listener out there to totally in our control. Yeah. If you, you want to be great, you do as the greats do. So just follow the 100%. example. Yeah. Great. Well, I was going to say, th- this this has been awesome. Um, I... I'm very motivated. Yes, to, I'm to motivated. Set my goals this, year. this week is going to be. Right I'm going to take some 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 serious time this week, and 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 you know I've gotten to some point. I've always had goals, and at some point I've written them down, and others here and there, but I couldn't tell you where or when. And so just yeah. r- really, I think that th- this is definitely going to be the year of focus, right? Of of in this podcast, Jared and I doing this podcast has really helped me to kind of gain that focus too. Um, and saying, you know, what do I want? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And, and, yeah. uh, moving forward. So, uh, thank you so much for, for taking some of your time and, and, and walking through some of these things with us, sharing your opinion, some of your stories. Uh, it, it, it'll benefit us. I know for a fact, it'll benefit those who, uh, who are listening and, and, um, we can all continue to grow together. Yeah, uh, for those uh, those listeners out there, you know, please follow us on a.brothers.creed on Instagram. Uh, Matt, you as well. And uh, what we do is we usually post a couple uh, Instagram posts uh, the week that we post the episode. Uh, this one we posted uh, right at, right before the new year. So uh, we're excited to that. Right. And uh, so right. everyone out there, uh, let's build our creed together. All right, let's do it. Thank you, Matt. Nice. Thanks a ton, guys. <laughs>